Mark chapter 11. We're going to finish Mark chapter 11, starting at the 22nd verse down to the 33rd verse. And Jesus said unto them, have faith in God. But verily I say unto you, that whoever so say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have an awe against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. And they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, there come unto him the chief priests, scribes, and elders, saying unto him, By what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? And Jesus said unto him, I will also ask you one question, and answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. And they reason among themselves. If we say that it's from heaven, he'll say, why then do you not believe me? But if we say of men, they feared the people for all men counted John, that he was a prophet indeed. And they answered and said, um, we cannot tell. And Jesus said, well, neither do I tell you what authority I do these things. I want to preach to you this morning from the subject of authority of my faith. The authority of my faith. We pick up this text on the heels of Jesus cursing the fig tree and clearing and cleansing the temple. And we understand the fig tree to be judgment to the great hypocrisy of the temple and then we saw the physical manifestation of that judgment and Jesus's action in the temple his father's house was to be a house of prayer we see the righteous indignation of heaven against having leaves and no fruit and the priests who take advantage of God's sheep and pervert his house and his commandments we also see the climate that it creates in a nation who has forgotten their God and maker. We are in a fruitless land because the land has lost its connection to the vine. And now we're going to see what it truly takes to please God, to bear fruit. Somebody say faith. Romans 14, 23 says, but what? Whoever has doubt is condemned if he eat, because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. Everything, 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 everything is everything. Everything that does not come from faith 
is sin. That means, people of faith, that everything in our lives has to be from faith. Hmm. Could it be that the fig tree is also a picture of what is not of faith? <laughs> having leaves and no fruit could convey the thought of having works and no faith. The temple has become a faithless temple. My God. Let's see. Verse 22, and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith in God. That's all he said to them, have faith in God. This is in response to the witness of the withering fig tree. Remember they walk and he said, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus says, have faith in God. The original expression is literally have a faith of God. That is, have a strong faith. I'm going to take my time this morning. It's a known Hebraism to subjoin the words of God and the substantive to denote great, mighty, and excellent. And to add an adjective as the sign of the superlative. What that means is of the highest quality or degree. So when he says, have faith in God, he was saying, you need to have the faith of God. You need to have a great faith, a mighty faith, an excellent faith. The evident meaning of this precept as given to the apostles was to have a firm faith or a confidence in the power and the faithfulness of God. My God, you got to have faith in the power of God to enable you to affect what you believe will be for his glory. Woo. It's got to be for the furtherance and the effect of his glory. It has to be for the furtherance of the work for which God has called you to do. This term has been frequently called the faith of miracles. Come on, gifts of the spirit study. Faith of miracles. Now, I want to tell you what, what is not important is, is not so important the subject of your faith. The subject, the, 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 the subject, what is the subject? I, I, I don't really care too much about the subject of your faith. Not as much as the object of your faith. Because the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance Things hope for, the evidence of nothing. The thing is, people, that whatever God hopes for is bound to be seen. Y'all follow me? Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will trust in the Lord. See, we don't trust in people. We don't trust in jobs. We don't trust in careers. We don't even trust in the knowledge of God because the devils know God. There's a lot of people that got knowledge of God. <laughs> so we don't trust in our knowledge. We don't, 
We trust in the true and living God. We trust in our relationship because there can be no trust without it. The reason why some people have a hard time trusting God is because they have no relationship with God. We trust, we, we have a living faith in the God, the creator, the sustainer, the life giver, the healer, the way maker, the answer, and the question. We have a faith that is able, that, that says he is able, Woo! That, that he can, and that if he doesn't, it's only because he doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it is never because he lacks the power to make it happen. So he says, have faith in God. If you want to have this type of faith, if you want to have this excellent faith, if you want to have this type of moving faith, the faith of God, you got to have faith in God. Don't, don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in the preacher. Have faith in God. Somebody say, I have faith in God. Okay, we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. Say, I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Because he says, for verily, I say unto you, that whoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe in those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, this was a popular figure of speech. It was a figure of speech that was used for any insurmountable problem. Jesus said that as we believe, God could overcome any obstacle. The phrase about removing mountains was a common Jewish phrase. It was a regular, vivid phrase for removing difficulties. Am I in the right house? Anybody got any difficulties that they want removed? Any mountains that have been standing in your way, look straight ahead because your mountain might be sitting next to you. But, 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 mm. the mountain Jesus could have been indicating is probably the Mount of Olives, which sits on the east of the Temple Mount across Kedron Valley. The, this peak is nearly 300 feet or 91 meters higher than the temple. The sea is less identifiable. identifiable. Jesus most likely means the Dead Sea visible 15 miles south of the Mount of Olives. Of course, any of these choices would be miraculous. But he could be referring to this because of the prophecy found in Zechariah 14, 1 through 5. That says at the end of the tribulation, the Mount of Olives will split from east to west and the people will flee from Jerusalem through a newly made valley. He, Jesus promises that the disciples' demands will be met if they have a suitable faith. Doubt. Doubt. It is the same word used when James talks about being a wave in the sea, driven, tossed by the wind. See, we cannot have two opposing powers working at the same time. Because one will cancel out the other. So either you're going to have faith or you're going to have doubt. But you can't have faith and doubt. <laughs> either he is or he isn't. 
because he can't be both. God is unchangeable. So he can't change. He just is. So if you change, you cancel out. That's why it says when you are faithless, he remains faithful because God cannot deny himself. But if you're not acting like yourself, God has no reason to co-sign doubt. That's why the man said, when the man who had the boy, who had the issue, he said, Father, Jesus, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. The problem God has is not that you doubt. It's the hypocrisy that you have leaves no faith. That you look like you believe. But when I come looking on the tree for belief, I find doubt. Oh. Now, this is not a promise. Now, y'all better teach this to other people because you, you, you need to be listening to this. This is not a promise devoid of context. However, there are conditions and expectations attached. If we are indeed going to... If we say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, not doubt, yet believe on those things that he says will come to pass, then he will have whatsoever he saith. That's what the scripture says, right? Point one, first, we must ask for what God, we must ask for what God has in his will. Catch that. 1 John 5, 14, 15, and this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So we, we have confidence when we ask because we're asking according to his will. The problem is what you're asking for is not according to his will. Okay, number two, we must abide in Christ in order to know what God's will is. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be done. See, if I get in his word, his word, I know the will. If I know the will, I know what I can ask for. If I put you in my will, if if you ever went to a will reading, right? If they, if they read the will to you and it says, this is what you have. They read. So in the will, it says Alina has $5,000 in the will. She can't go ask for 10 because that is not according to the will. She has to ask in accordance to the will. The reason why you're not getting what you're asking for is because you have not read the will. And so you're asking for stuff that's outside of the will. Not only that, you're not connected to the vine. Because if you're connected to the vine, whatever source the vine is feeding, that's what you're going to ask for. Otherwise, you become your own tree. Hmm. So I got to be connected. Now, number three. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just slow down for a minute. Say slow down. 
If we do so, our desires will match what Jesus wants, making it easy for God to answer our prayers. Thirdly, we must ask with the right motives. That's the three conditions to get answered prayer. His will, right, connected to the vine. And then I have to ask with the right motives. James 4, 1 through 3. From whence do wars and fights come from among you? Even in your own lusts that war in your members. You lust, you kill, and you desire to have, and you cannot. You fight in war and have not because you don't ask. And when you do ask, you receive not because you ask the miss. That you may consume it upon your own lust. Woo! If we ask God to provide us with things that will give us worldly pleasure, we're headed toward conflict with him. And our prayers will not be answered. So he says, therefore, I say unto you, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Verse 24, right? Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Somebody say spiritual fruit, that is. What we have in these verses teaches us the necessity of faith and charity to those who would so pray as to find acceptance with God. This also lets us know the necessity of people's full satisfaction that what things they ask for, God in prayer, are according to his will. Without that, it is impossible that they should pray with full persuasion that they shall receive whatever they ask for. Right. Matthew chapter seven. That's the good thing. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock. It'll be open for everyone who asks. Right. Receives everyone who seeks, finds. And for he who knocks, it will be open. That's Matthew seven, seven. Right. Now, let me help you. This is not because because doctrine has been formulated around this text. Because he told me, said, if I, if I say that this mountain be removed, be cast into the sea, not doubt, it's going to be moved. Whatever things I ask for, I'm going to have if I believe. He says, right, right, that's what the scripture said. He says, verse 24, when I pray, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. The doctrine that has been developed around this, and it is nowhere found in scripture, is name it. And claim it. Anybody ever heard that before? Just name it and claim it. That is why a lot of Christians are pissed at God. Because you've been naming and claiming. And ain't got it yet. Let's do a test. Let's do a test, right? Because Matthew 18, 19 says, if any two of you on earth agree, touch him, right? If you ask for it, it will be done for them, right? If any two of you are touching and agree, right? How about that? So, so, all right, um, all right, let me be selfish. I want y'all all to touch and agree that pastor is rich. Go ahead, touch and agree. All right, I want you to touch and agree that Alina is totally healed body. T- 
top to bottom. I everything. Touch and agree. Okay. I want y'all to touch, touch and agree. Anybody been touching and agreeing? Anybody been seeing what they've been touching and agreeing for? My wife said, yep, some things. But it don't say some things. It says, truly, I tell you that if any two of you touch and agree about anything, it will be done for them. What has happened is we have taken this text out of context. Let's touch and agree that the war in Jerusalem is over. How many been touching and agreeing about that? Ain't, that ain't stop. In other words, that is not according to God's will. So I don't care what you touch and agree about. If it's not touching and agreeing with heaven, you get no results. This, this is what confuses us as Christians because, and I'm going to get there, I'm going to help us because you don't need to touch and agree for a house. You need to get your credit right. You, you ain't got to touch and agree for that. You ain't got to touch and agree for good health. Eat right. Exercise. There are some sinners going straight to hell with more money and better health than Christians. So we got to get it right. Otherwise we get upset and we get this, well, well I've been praying, I've been asking, I've been trusting. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing because I'm coming right down your lane. Because you've been praying and fasting for some of the stuff that you've been praying and fasting about for a long time. So either something wrong with God or something's wrong with your request. See, it's not a name and claim it doctrine being taught because it's impossible that we should be to the, in this point fully satisfied without a divine revelation as to the things not necessary for salvation. See that? Salvation. Everything that is in God's will is about salvation. God is concerned about your soul. He ain't concerned about your savings. He is concerned about your soul. And if you get your soul right, everything else, y'all better help me. If you get the fruit of the spirit in your soul, then all the other stuff that you're dealing with, y'all won't be praying about. Well, he's after fruit, the fruit of the spirit. That's a faithful tree, a tree that bears much fruit. Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, self-control, kindness, goodness, forbearance, gentleness. Against such, there is no law now. There are three alternative paths. We almost there. We almost ready to take off. There are three alternative paths by which man might seek to be justified. One, by faith without the law. 
Paul argues against this. He says, do we nullify law through faith? No. On the contrary, we uphold the law. That's Romans 3.31. Paul claims that the law of Moses was weak. However, uh, the alternative is not to be lawless, but to be under the law of the spirit of life of Jesus Christ. So that's by faith without the law. Or it could be by faith, by law without faith. So you can have faith without the law or law without faith. Paul argues we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from works of law. One of Paul's main points in Romans is that we cannot be justified by law alone. There has to be something else besides law, namely faith in Jesus Christ. Law without faith is fatal. So it leads us to only one conclusion. By a law of faith. <laughs> he believes in a law of faith. Romans 3.27. Paul solves the problem that I died with the solution that Christ died. The solution is made available by the gospel, a new law of Christ for whoever believes it and obeys uh, the law of Christ. So in his letter, Paul is arguing for justification by faith alone without obedience to law. Rather, he is arguing that you cannot have justification by obedience to law alone without faith. Woo! So we serve God by the law of faith. Notice that he said in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit against such, there is no law, which means in order to be a faithful fig tree, I have to have faith that permeates good fruit. Ooh, that the picture of the fig tree was that of a person who had leaves, but no fruit. They went to church, but they had no self-control. They went to church, but they had no patience. They had no joy. They had no. Oh, uh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Uh, what is it that you've been praying for a long time? And God's whenever you ask God for something, he's going to give you instruction. And the instruction always has, watch this, always has to do with the fruit that needs to be developed in you so that you can get what you're asking for. Y'all better help me, Christian. I'm preaching up in here. So somebody say, I got to work on my fruit. That is what's withering you away. It's because you don't have the fruit of the spirit. And you don't know how to keep people out of your life from picking at your tree at the little bit of fruit that you do have. My God. I serve by a law of faith, and I have faith that this fruit, God, watch this, Jesus is praying. What did he say to Peter when he, when he left? He said, Peter, I prayed for you. The, the devil has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not. Y'all better help me. And, and when you are restored, strengthen your brother. I, I'm trying to tell you, Peter, the enemy is coming after you, but I put enough fruit on the inside of you that when your faith faith that's why the enemy comes at you that's why you need to stop praying outside of the will of god because when you pray outside of the will of god you get mad because god is not performing 
But God is not obligated to perform at what you ask. That's why the Bible says he knows what you have need of before you even ask. He already takes care of his kids. So he said there's no law against this. Everything else, there's going to be a law coming. But that's why the law of gravity will mess with your body. That's why the law of physics will mess with your car. That's why what you prayed for, if it has, if it's substance, if it's a thing, you prayed for it. You thought you had faith to get it. You got it. And now you need faith to get rid of it. Or you got it. God told you not to get it. And now you're asking for the faith to keep it. Because you can't afford it. But we think faith is a blank check. That I'm believing. And let me help you. You can't believe for nobody else. You only got enough belief for yourself. Belief cannot be borrowed. <laughs> y'all better, better help me. I, I can lend you some money, but I can't lend you no faith. You got to develop your faith. Faith come by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And the reason why you got people in your life who are sapping the faith out of you. It's because they don't have the patience to sit down and hear the word of God. So they want you to do all the hearing. They want you to do all the praying. They want you to do all the fasting while they eating steak. That devil is a lie. I'm going to eat. Pastor, I need you to fast. Fast with me because I'm believing. And I'm sitting here fasting and you eating. And you don't want to talk to me because my breath's stinking from the fast. And your breath smell like lobster. Something ain't right with this picture. I'm going to eat. You pray for yourself. Fast for yourself. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me. And let, let me get ready. Now, I, I see you get feeling antsy, but I feel it in my spirit. So he tells him this. Now, watch this. Here's the thing. Here's the kicker, because we want God to answer our prayer. We want God to move, and, but we want him to move in accordance to his will. See, if you get in accordance to his will, you're going to have everything else. <laughs> Ain't going to be no need for you. He said, he said, the blessings will chase you and overtake you. You don't have to chase the blessing. The blessing is already on you. You just have to work at developing the fruit. So that the level of fruit, the, the level you grow your fruit to is the level of blessing he can trust you with. Y'all better help me because it's going to take patience and forbearance. Listen, even coming out of this meeting, having to make a decision, everybody with me, listen, people going to hate you. People going to talk about you. You, you got to be bold and confident and you got to know how to, oh my God, you can't be weak and lead people. 
You can't need to make everybody happy and lead people. You got to know that you are moving in the vein of God's will. And so he says, Lamb, watch this now. I'm going to lose. I lost some of y'all, and I'm going to lose all of y'all right here. Verse 25. And when, since, since you want to move mountains, and you want whatever God desires, you want to ask, and all that, oh, you're giving me that power, the authority of my faith. Okay. When you stand praying, because I know since I've given you this information, you're going to pray, and you're going to ask for some stuff. Forgive. Oh, Lord. Up, uh, guess I won't be asking for nothing. I'll die angry and mad and broke before I forgive any of these Negroes. Do you know people will die angry before they forgive you? Some of you have not forgiven people who are in the grave. They're not even here. And they got you tied up. I know I'm preaching. You can't even succeed and they happy dead. You go to the graveyard and... Why you leave me? Why you never hug me? Why you? You the reason why I can't love my kids. You the reason why. Why'd you touch me? Why'd you? When you stand forgive. You can't stand without forgiveness. If you don't forgive, you're in a prostrate position. You can't stand. But when you stand, forgive. When you get up with who I am, forgive. You cannot get up without me. You can't forgive without me. I would never ask you to do something I did not equip I, I did not put in your spirit to do. I'm, I'm trying to get, forgive. And if you have any awe against anybody, that your father in heaven forgives you. But if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you either. Now let me help you. Forgiveness is what releases the authority of your faith. Without it, all your power is blocked. Get out of my face. With the you got faith to move mountains, but you can't forgive your sister. You can't forgive your brother. Oh, your husband, your wife, your mother, your father. But you sanctified and filled. I'll tell you what you're filled with. But it ain't the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will tell you, you need to forgive. Now, if the Holy Ghost ain't telling you, you need to forgive, it's because you ain't got no power. Yeah. 
but, but if you got power that God is trying to get out, he's going to say you need to let it go. Y'all better help me. If you want to move mountains, forgive. If you want what you desire, forgive. If you're the type of person that don't that hold on to stuff, that's why you jacked up. Do you know that God created us to eliminate waste? Not keep it. That was good. All your anger is waste. Some of y'all are holy ghosts constipated. You need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of it and flush them down the toilet. <laughs> you need to get rid of it. Somebody say get rid of it. I can't afford for nothing to be blocking my faith. If everything that I get is by faith, I can't have no blocks in my faith. I got to I got to have an open line of communication with my God. God, what do you want me to ask for? What do you, see cuz he's saying, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." I need your will to be done as it is in heaven. I need a com complete clear direct line between heaven and earth so that you can access earth and move in your power the reason why god's power is being short-circuited in the earth is not because he doesn't have the power it's because we have gotten outside of his will won't get in his will to understand what it is he wants that's why when god gives us marching orders he, he's looking to see who's going to buck up against the footsteps because the bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And if you got anything that's in you, see, 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 I, I don't want to mess with you, but I'm going to, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it dead, dead, dead right. Whenever God gives us an assignment, don't ever doubt God is able to bring it to pass. Don't look at the obstacles, look at the God. So if something in your spirit is saying, oh, this ain't going to work, then that's, I don't need you. What he told Gideon, take him down to the brook. You got too many. Now I'll show you who believe him. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Because if he said it, I can do it. If he said it, I can have it. If it's in his will, he's going to make a way. Do you know that the, God can make your 24-hour day 27? You serve a God that redeems time? After all the time we wasted running with the devil, we're going to argue with God about an hour? I bet you if I go to the club and they say the club is open from 8 to 9, I ain't going to that club. I need an 8 to 2. We could go to the club, get drunk, and be in the club drunk from 8 to 2. But be in church past 2 o'clock.
Pastor really need to stop now. He done preach. He done, when he gonna say amen? I got I got stuff to do. I, I need to go home and finish cooking. Don't you know you could choke off of that food? And then you praying to God, God help me. No, you should have stayed your behind in church for that extra hour for that fourth closing. All right, let me close it. So he says, yeah, forgive. And then I love this because we're going to have some church. Anybody being good? Anybody being fed? Yeah. Amen. He comes to Jerusalem. He goes to the temple. He, why is he going back to this temple? I always want to just ask Jesus, why don't you just lead him along? But anyway, he goes back to the temple, and here come these chief priests, the deacons, saints, and friends. By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you the authority to do these things? But let's see, what did Jesus do? He healed, he gave sight to the blind, he cursed the fig tree, he flipped over their table and their money. That's what they was really talking about. <laughs> Listen, they didn't put their hands on them. They just wanted to know who gave you this authority. Which means Jesus had to be a big dude, man. Could you just think about that? Forget, forget this picture they done put on TV. That easy, you know, so, well, no, Jesus was a big dude. Because I don't know what dude could come in to a temple and just start flipping over the flea market and know nobody jump him. But they won't know who gave you this authority. <laughs> and so now in the midst of all the doves that flew away and all their money on the floor, Jesus says, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. What? And he gives him a Bible study in the middle of mess. And long story short, they didn't have the right answer. Or they did, but they was too afraid to answer. So they was afraid to jump him for flipping over the tables. And they was afraid of the people. Because you got some priests and elders who straight chumps. Okay, so uh, <laughs> y'all better, see, y'all supposed to thank God for your pastor that your pastor ain't scared. Y'all better help me. Because <laughs> they ain't saying nothing. So Jesus said, Jesus said, um, they answered Jesus, verse 33, and said, um, we can't tell. And Jesus said, well, I'm not going to tell you the authority that I do these things. Let me close with this. People, your faith owes nobody an explanation. Amen. Faith just does what it does. See, the mustard seed doesn't have to explain itself when they see that big tree. It's evident of what was in the seed. Jesus is telling them, I don't have to tell you by what authority I do these things. The fact that they're done lets you know who I am. Oh, my God. As the word of God tells us, faith without works is dead. That faith can't produce. I'll show you my faith by my works. The word of God tells us that a tree is known by its fruit. Christ has given every last one of us authority with faith.
Because it's not enough to just have faith if you don't have faith with authority. Y'all better help me. Somebody say, I got faith with authority. Authority is power. Power to move mountains. Power to conquer hell. Power to destroy sin. Power to heal disease. Power to open doors. Power to get wealth. Power to create opportunities. Power to walk on water. Power to open blind eyes. Power to have peace. Power to have self-control. Power to have... I want to know if I'm in a church that got some power, that got some faith, that got some power. I can move mountains. I can cast stuff into the sea. I can walk on stuff that should have drowned me. Faith that has authority is faith with victory. The reason why cocaine couldn't kill me, because I had faith to overcome it. The reason why alcohol couldn't kill you is because you had faith to overcome it. The reason why the disease couldn't kill you is because you had faith to overcome it. The fact that it didn't kill you shows you that God was developing faith. You would never have the level of faith that you have if you did not go through what you had to go through. The trick is to praise God that you made it out and tell God I'm never going back. I'm not going to let anybody make my fruit get rotten because I got to hang around people who don't believe in the God that I believe. I'm not going to sit down and die. I'm not going to allow whatever the doctor said to go ahead and destroy me. While I have breath in my body, I will trust the Lord. Though he slay me, I will trust. I got faith that if he brought me in it, he'll bring me out. And if he doesn't, I will not bow. I'll bless the name of my God because I have faith in a God who cannot fail. Do I got any believers in here? You got faith to break a curse. Whatever they said about you, cancel it out. Faith does not have to receive what the doubters and the naysayers are saying. Woo! Authority. To walk on it. He said every place that your foot tread on. I've given you. Only be strong and very courageous. It takes faith. We walk not by sight. But we walk by. Every step I take is by faith. Every hand clap I do is by faith. You don't even know the arthritis in my hands. But I'll still clap. Uh, Y'all not going to say nothing. I could be in pain. But I'll still bless them. I could be laying in a hospital bed. But as long as I got my faith. You can't hook faith up to a tube. You can't hook faith up to a tube. Faith will lay in a grave and get back up because we got faith for resurrection power. We serve a God who y'all better help me. 
I will not lay down here as long as I can grab. And he said, the faith, the size of a mustard seed. You may not even see it, but I'm growing. I would have cussed you out a long time ago. I would have angered you a long time ago. I would have ragged you through the dirt a long time ago. But God is working. Patience. Patience to deal with ignorant folk. Patience to deal with people who don't know who I serve. Patience. By what authority do you do these things? By what authority did you get delivered? By what authority did you come out of that prostitute house? What? By what authority do you got buying a house? By what authority do he gives you the authority to get married and have a marriage? By what authority? Y'all better help me. It's my faith. It's not by works. Lest any man should boast. It's not about performance. It's about faith in a God who did everything. And I don't deserve none of it. Faith. And all you got to do is have faith. Favor is attracted to faith. Woo! That's why it's not naming and claiming. It's I got enough faith for it. If I want, that's what it took. We ain't, we can go march around. You know what? You know what? Let me, let me just help you. I, I get it. You know, you want to have a picture and we going to march around the walls seven times and shout and the walls going to come down all good and fine. Listen, if you better march around the walls seven times and there better be some people tithing. Now we gonna set up church squatting. God said this building is ours. Yup, all y'all going to jail. Name it and claim it. No, God, we want to take territory. What is it gonna take? I'm gonna put some people in your midst. I'm gonna put it in their heart to be faithful. They're gonna have the fruit of giving. Then I need you to have the fruit of self-control and point it toward the vision. Y'all better help me. And then I need you to believe. It, 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 they didn't just give us that van. I said, we need a van. We've been talking about a van. Mom, the pastor, mom been talking about a van. Said, we're going to pray. We could have went and brought a van. And I said, nope, I put you in a place to get a van. Write the vision. Make it plain. I put faith. Do you have faith for them to give you a van? Do you have faith for them to give you a building? Do you, but you have to do the work. What? What? And if they don't give it to you, don't worry about it. Empty out the bank account. Buy it and have faith that I'll replenish it. That the oil will never run out. Y'all better help me. And you don't need a thousand members. You don't need a hundred members. I'll give you a good 15, 20 and let you do with that what they can't do with a thousand members. By faith. Amen. Give God some praise for his word. Give him a praise on credit. A praise on faith. Praise him and watch fruit start growing. Praise him and watch mountains start moving. 
says, I believe it when I don't see it. Hallelujah. Glory. We're going to close this service, but I'm going to put this in the air. I know I got the bubble. I got the text. I'm going to speak it over your life because it came that same week before y'all went on vacation. That word that was spoken in this house. You have faith for you. They're going to act crazy. Let them be crazy. And it don't even got to be crazy. But you, the Bible says, when you join yourself to a man and when the two become one, they leave their mother and father and cleave. And the problem that has been trying to separate and run through your house, I can't make it no plainer, is that the enemy would not allow you to separate from family. It's family that is trying to cause a wedge. You have a family. You two are one. 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 And it's not to say you don't care about what goes on in your immediate family. But listen, I would tell you, and I am a witness to it. It is about me and my household. That's it who's under my roof, whose care is God has put together because I can't allow, uh, or I can't do everything for everybody. I, I'm always going to be my mama's baby, but I'm not a baby. I'm a husband. That's my wife. And we got some crazy folks in my family, and she got some crazy ones of hers. They will not tear our house up. I don't care we don't never have a cookout. I don't care we don't never have a... I, I, I will clear the house. What? And you know I ain't playing. I will shut this church down if it try to come between me and mine. When Jesus walked up on, he said, your mama and your father outside, they got cookout. Who is my mother and my father? But he who does the will of my father. What? There's a new order, new order of blessing. You want that blessing to rain down on your, you want him to just open up and shower down? You got too many people hating, peeking over into your house. Oh, Kandala boy, want your husband. Shut it down. Close it. They talk about you when you're doing something or not anyway. Walk away blessed. Say you want this type of faith? You get in the word. Let God deal with you. The same God. Same God. Ain't that how you tell my every time she stress and gets sick, I say, why are you letting them stress you like that? It's gonna get you sick. And they walking around happy. And I'm sorry, I can't give you nothing but what's out of overflow. Unless God telling me to go in. I, so I got to be at a place where I'm at overflow. If I want to be a giver. Right? 
Because I can't rob my house. That's real. And you got to have faith to do that. You got to have faith to do that. Father, we thank you for your word, for your spirit, and for faith. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, if there's anybody that's watching don't know, know you as their Savior, I pray that, Father, the words that have been preached will prick their heart, that they will come to a desire to want to know you, to grow, to have fruit. Help us all. God, we all got our areas where we need to grow. Help us to grow together. Help us to keep our minds stayed on you. If you don't know him and you want to know him, you just have to pray this prayer. Father, I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose for my sins. I pray and ask that he would come into my heart and live his life in me. Father, I thank you. I pray that you fill me with faith and remove doubt. Help me to get in your word so that I can learn about you and develop, develop a relationship with you. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you that I am saved in Jesus' name. Now, Father, may you watch over us as we go from this place, but not from your presence. Keep us. Help us to work on the areas that you've been challenging us to work on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace.